Hey everybody, this is Brad Williams and I am the pastor of B4 Church. Welcome to our podcast. My prayer is that this would help you behold God, that you would see Him for who He is, that you would belong to community, that you would be everything that you were created to be, and that you would be able to dream beyond the limitations in your life. So I hope you enjoy this teaching and we look forward to seeing you in person soon. Hey everyone, welcome to the B4 Podcast. My name is Alex. And I'm Ashley. And together we're the hosts of a conversation today with a dear friend of the church and a dear friend of mine personally. He's back. He's back. Keith Jenkins. Well, hello everybody. Welcome. (laughs) So good to be with you guys. Dude, it's good to be here. So good. Good to be here with you. you. It's been a while. It has been a while. I mean, we've... (laughs) We've sort of been sequestered globally for a little while. We have. It's yeah. been it's been a year. Yeah. yeah. So how are things? How's your family? How's he still? You know. How are um, you? I can't imagine that we could be any better. And and just before we get started, I know we got a lot to to cover mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. I just want to say, um, just to Beaverton for like we went through the most traumatic season of our family's life while we were here pastoring. Two thousand seventeen, we arrived. Mm-hmm. We have a grandbaby, everything's great, and then it just goes downhill with Keisha's health, which yeah. you guys know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, we were just carried along, and I'll be you know, forever grateful yeah. for the community of faith here, my relationships and friends. Uh, it'll always be home. It feel, feels like coming back yeah. home today yeah. as well to see yeah. everybody, but um, just shout out to Beaverton 4 and just <laughs> for caring for us, loving us, serving us, praying for us. There was literally not one Sunday that we came in or Keisha, Seth, or any one of us came in that somebody yeah. didn't approach us and say, hey, man, we've been praying for you, trusting God. And so, um, yeah, so thank you, Beaverton Foursquare. I love you forever in my heart. Um, yeah. Just know that. Um, yeah. But as far as our family currently, well, we're six weeks away from having another grandbaby. Come on. Woo-hoo. Come on. Got to remember, they told Keisha she would never have a baby. Right. And, and she's had, she had two, two. now. Yeah. And uh, we've had a kidney transplant since we've been gone. Wow. Uh, wow. Seth was the donor. Yeah. So yeah. I, told, I told Seth, I Your said, son-in-law. literally. <laughs> I told my son-in-law, I said, son, you have a chip in the marriage game that will forever <laughs> be able to be playable. Any fight or argument, you know what I'm saying? Like, I gave you a kidney. I gave you life. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Just right. lift your shirt up, show her the scar. I gave you life. Um, Poor Seth. So everything's great. They've they've bought a house. I mean, the family's great. Mm-hmm. Jocelyn, Keith. Keith is engaged. Yeah. Um, uh, and so I told him, I said, if you screw this up, her name, is <laughs> Kath- her name is Catherine. I said, if you screw this up, we're keeping her and getting rid of you. <laughs> like, we love her. Um, so everything's oh, great. Um, Coco has um, yeah. exploded as a leader. She is, I, I'm not just saying that she's the best leader we have in the building. Yeah. And mm-hmm. present company included. Yeah. She is. She makes you she, look good. She's, yeah. She makes me look good. She's Somebody incredible. Somebody has to. Yeah. Um, we, we went from zero um, local engagement as a yeah. church yeah. to being a hub for care and partners yeah. with the city of Gresham. I think yeah. Coco's fed now tracking close to 100,000 people oh, and wow. her team, not Coco individually, sure, sure. obviously, but sure. Um, so good. Dude. Such a good time. I mean, so it's one of those things, right? Juxtaposition to, you know, all of the global things, the social things, all of that was going on. And yet, you know what? Through the adversity, yeah. God was doing something beautiful too. Yeah. And East Hill, it's gone through something similar that we have here at B4 with a longtime senior leader. And Jason Obello stepping aside and you coming in. And so tell us a little bit about the church, aside from, you know, creating a footprint um, in the community and serving them. Tell us a little bit about what's happening there. And so a little bit about Jason and that transition. Um, You got to remember, like, so like he really 
took steps of faith because he released the church, resigned from the church before he even knew what next was. That's wow. a whole nother conversation yeah, that yeah. we're going to have. Um, we're going to have him actually come back and teach the church on that transition. Wow. But I mean, AJ noticed something from the stage. He just, you know, AJ, yeah. when he preaches, and yeah. just as crazy. He was just on the podcast, yeah, was. too. Yeah. Was he? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. so so like he's he's getting up to preach, and he's, you know, he's going through his introduction. You know how yeah, you start. Yeah. And I'm like, what is wrong with him? Yeah. And he's looking down at the did front row. Did he take row. his glasses off? He <laughs> did. He literally, you know, it's <laughs> yeah, an AJ yeah, thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Mr. Professor, you yeah, know. So yeah, he takes yeah. his glasses and does that, looks down on the front row, and he says, I don't think I've ever seen that. Mm. There's three former pastors, couples, all mm. sitting on the front row of the church. Wow all love each other, all in great relationship with each other. And he's like, that models something completely mm-hmm. healthy and right. Wow. And so um, the church is, is, has weathered and done well. Our staff has done really well. It gave me an opportunity, right? right. Because we're under duress, we're under stress. That is a major adversity, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Um, literally, I was only there, what, I, I, I arrived months, yeah. November 20, uh, October 2019. Mm-hmm. We're yeah. shut down by March. Um, I don't know anybody. I don't know the church. We haven't yeah. had a journey together, and I got to learn the staff firsthand mm-hmm. um, during some pretty extreme moments mm-hmm. last year. And so we've done really good. We we stayed mission critical, so we tried to keep the first thing the first thing, mm-hmm. which was really caring for our flock and caring for the community through yeah. it. Yeah. And um, they've done well. We we didn't lay anybody off. We got yeah. We we were good. Yeah. God sustained us. Um, I think, uh, like Ashley and I were talking about this briefly before we came on, mm-hmm. is I think we'll be unpacking this for years to come mm-hmm. to figure out what it Like everybody's trying to immediately tell us what Jesus did, and, and I'm still in the throes of it, trying to discover what he did in me, much less the church, because <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had my own journey yeah. and struggle last year. Sure, so. sure. Yeah. And in the midst of that, you were our second most popular thing that people were watching <laughs> during COVID when we did a survey of our congregation. This what is are you a watching funny from story. Is that, church? Uh, wait a minute, yeah. this is yeah. news. Wait, wait, no, what? This is a funny we did story. a survey last year in like June right. where we asked the congregation, what things from B4 are you watching? <laughs> right. And after... The number one was like the weekly services. Number two, people would write in PK. <laughs> and then you also were number one of things that B4 is not doing, PK and still Church. So in the midst of that, you have a very big fan base. We didn't know here. what to do with yeah. that. Right, like, what uh, like, like, it's <laughs> not technically part of B4 anymore, but great. We love him. I'm always a part of B4. <laughs> That's, That's right. a note to you. Yeah. Brad I'm, Williams, yeah. you listen closely. <laughs> I'm always here. <laughs> And no, I mean, that People just, are watching. Yes. That, that says something to me, yeah. you know, because I feel the same way. Like, when I come over here, I don't feel like I'm in a, a strange place. I feel yeah. like it's – I walk in here like I own the place anyway. Well, that like, is true. Who is that guy? And I'm like, man, PK. You know? Like, <laughs> New people are like, oh, that, That's super humbling. That's super humbling yeah. to know, but yeah. grateful. Yeah, absolutely. Grateful. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so thinking about 2020, we wanted to have you on, Keith, to talk a little bit about something that we know you're passionate about, which is a little bit about relationships uh-huh. and community, because I know a lot of people in the wake of 2020 being isolated, that's something that people have kind of struggled to re-engage with that, yeah. or maybe even struggled during the quarantine time and are still mm-hmm. feeling the after effects of that. For sure. So just to start out with, how have friends and community been important to you in your own life? And how have God and how has God used community to help yeah. you become more like Jesus? You know the the funny thing is is like I'm a highly relational person anyway. <laughs> Nobody really? knows that if they know you. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Um, I I, th- I think that's what created such a a challenge for me last year is because mm-hmm. I felt cut off and isolated 
from those life-giving relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always been um, a part of my life, you know, having mentors, coaches, friends, different mm-hmm. ones in my life. So to be cut off, to be honest with you, was um, a complete challenge. I mean, mm-hmm. it was really hard, hard for me to navigate. But what I found in that just in brief was that um, Jesus wanted more of me. Yeah. And um, I had used um, friends and relationships sometimes in place of going to Jesus mm. first. Mm-hmm. And so that's not to say, you know, that there's not a place for community right. because the truth be told is I wouldn't have made it last year without the genuine community right. that was around me in Gresham. And it was weird because it was like a transition point, right? Like most of mm-hmm. my intimate relationships were here in Beaverton because mm-hmm. this is where we had, you know, been, yeah, which is where we landed. Yeah. yeah, right. So. So when we accept, accepted the appointment at the church, it, I didn't. Nobody knew what was going to happen in the months preceding, right. but or following. So so then when I got over there and we were cut off, and I'm like, wow, um, like Alex is not here, you know, like, <laughs> like all of the people that I, right. you know, Brian Teakin was over here, Chad we, uh, Paisley was here, all of the people that I really connected with on an right. intimate level were here. Right. So I had to figure out a way to mine out community there because. It, it is so we as you all know it's mm-hmm. super super important to our development and and the other thing is is I always say that I cannot see itself so you have to live in community so there's mm-hmm. things about my character things about my demeanor like even yeah. the fact that I went through some depression last year yeah. which mm-hmm. is you know kind of hard I think this is the first time I actually said that out loud publicly wow. um, that'll well. be helpful actually for a lot of people to hear yeah yeah it, it really you know I had to I didn't even know I was depressed yeah, uh, it took living in community and people seeing me yeah. mm-hmm. um, to say, "Hey, you're you're really not yourself." And yeah. it it was like, "Wow, really?" Mm-hmm. But having people close enough in proximity and relationship and and being freed up enough to be able to to tell you maybe something that's hard mm-hmm. to hear mm-hmm. um, actually was life giving to me, and it it actually propelled me on a pathway to really um, get some counseling. Yeah. And to seek out some help to yeah. figure out what was actually going on inside of me. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're one of the um, <laughs> you're one of the best people I know at pursuing relationships. Mm. Um, I there's few people I know that put the amount of effort that you do into connecting with other people, and uh, you've done such a good job, like staying connected in so many different ways through the pandemic. Um, mm. I'm curious, like, what have you discovered about distanced relationships in this period of time because i know we've talked a lot about how some of the people you're closest to are people you don't get to see anymore mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it used to be like like you were out to coffee or lunch or whatever with, pe- with people all the time and yep. then this year hit and it had to be different i know this is the second time i've seen you in person in 15 months but i wow. talk to you every day yeah, yeah, Like, yeah, I talk yeah, to you every yeah, day, yeah, one like way or the other. We like literally talk For to you sure. every day. For sure. But this is only the second time we've been in the same room. That's right. Which is crazy. Wow. Um, that's maybe a, maybe that's third. A, we watched a Blazer game together one time, too. <laughs> <laughs> so third, third. They were playing the Lakers, and yeah, they You see, you don't, you don't, you're so high-maintenance, man. It's like, there's, there's so probably 15 times we've seen ah, each other before we finish this podcast. Yeah, I. you know, it's funny you said that, right? You know, that Bishop Jake said maybe 20 years ago that he felt like the best part of his ministry flowed out of his misery, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a part of me that always reaches for relationship because of some dynamics in my family of origin story that that is just out of that has come this desire for family, for connection and reaching and sure. pulling people together and being a catalyst for that. Mm-hmm. So um, during the pandemic, we just, you know what? Zoom, 
was not <laughs> ideal. Um, and with their uh, Zoom fatigue and I, all of that, but mm. we used it. We used all of the means and mechanisms that we could. And then there was opportunities sometimes in backyards. And right, I, right. Have, I have some green space in my house. So we brought, yeah. we would bring people over who felt comfortable. And we honestly, within, there's, there's this term that came up. I don't know if you guys used it. It's like we had people in our bubble. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So we, we literally, as a staff, said, hey, we need to all create bubbles because we need to figure out yeah. how we can do life in the midst yeah. of this. Mm-hmm. And we need to figure out a way to stay healthy this way and look after each other. And so that's sort of what we did is yeah. this bubble effect, yeah. Zoom, all of the technological advances that we could use, the tools that we could use, yeah. we used. You know, I'm in a group text message thread with you. Yes, you are, <laughs> which is very animated. It's a wild group it's a text wild message. Group. And it's existed for now like a year and a half. Right. And I only have ever met like 50% of the people in That's it. Right. Um, but we're also reading the Bible together. We're like on day 148. Yeah. yeah. That was all stuff you initiated, which is super int- Like, Like a guy who could barely operate a smartphone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> really? That's I'm false. just saying. That's not true. Kind of. Okay. A little kinda. bit. A little bit. Like I had you. So <laughs> you, you were my help. You're like, how do I open this app? <laughs> You well, knew how to use Instagram, though. Yeah, I do. Well, I, that I do. Never that, failed at that. That I do. <laughs> he, he does. I'm that guy. Yep. yep. He definitely knows how to use Instagram. But no, like you initiated these creative ways to stay engaged. And it's it's interesting. I yeah. feel really close to guys I've never met in person. I know. And that was something that you really pushed it. And so beyond just the bubble, <laughs> it's been really neat to see um, some of the other ways you've created community in this last year. Yeah. You know, I, it's funny because I didn't think through like, hey... I need to create community, so let's do this thing. You know, it's like, um, but I would just meet a guy who was traveling alone and say, meet this guy, meet that guy. And then all of a sudden, I've got 10 guys, 12 guys that don't really have a place. Right. And I'm like, okay, let me bring us all together. Half mm-hmm. the time, you and I might go two or three days without really saying anything in the thread, but mm-hmm. watching it. Sometimes you pop up with 100. I'm like, oh, my God, I, I shouldn't have created this <laughs> I, thing. I had to mute mine the other day. <laughs> like, I shouldn't have created this yeah. thing. It's cre- I mean, but, yeah, I mean, but, think of the conversation. Yeah. From politics, social, guys mm-hmm. that are inquiring about social justice stuff, right. guys that disagree with certain positions, we're all there, and there's yeah. a ground rule that we're all here to learn. We're right. all here to be together. But then there's prayer because serious stuff comes up too. Yeah. So I just wanted to create a place where I had a couple guys that I really enjoyed. I loved mm-hmm. you. I loved some of those guys together. So yeah. then let's come together and see. So I'm still looking forward to our barbecue that we Yeah, you said I wasn't yet. invited, but you're, like, not, cause cause you're not I'm you're on from the wrong Beaverton side of the river. Square. You're not <laughs> you're on the other side of the river, man. Well, I brought that up because it, over the last year, um, a lot of people have disengaged from their community, and that's mm-hmm. a way of re-engagement. So is creating your own bubble. Um, and I just wanted to share, like, from I wanted to hear from you as a pastor, what are some of the outcomes you've seen, good or bad, from that kind of disengagement? Yeah, I, you know, it, that's been tragic, by the way, um, because mm-hmm. I think all of us as pastors and shepherds, would like to believe that our people are, are going to stay in sort of the flock, the mm-hmm. family, and that no matter what goes on, we're going to navigate it together. We'll figure it out. And that's just not always the case because we've seen a lot of people not reengage with us and leave for various reasons mm-hmm. um, through the pandemic. And so that's been hard. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I think for us, one of the things that, that it has crystallized too is is while we've gone through all this, I think people are now more hungry for community I would agree. Yep. Than, yeah. than at any time that I can remember in my lifetime. Um, so, so I think out of 
sort of that turmoil adversity because adversity always give life gives life or renewal mm -hmm. and so i think that's what we're experiencing i think that was all traumatic very difficult and my heart you know as much as i love people mm -hmm. love mm -hmm. hard so to see um, some key people not make that journey with us but what i've also seen is this whole new emergence of people who are desirous for relationship, desirous mm -hmm. for the mission of God. Mm -hmm. And so um, already we're seeing a new church emerge from an old place. Wow, wow. So. That's awesome. For both of those people, either people that are coming back or people that are new, um, what do you think it looks like? Like if you're a person that post-pandemic was like, I lost my community or I need to find a new community, what are some simple steps that anybody can take to kind of re-engage? Like, if you don't know where to go, where yeah. do you start? You know, it's like, because both of us, we all serve large churches, right? Yes, so it, people get lost in a large church oftentimes. Yeah. So one of the things that we're trying to do is create um, little check-in, little spots that, you know, crossing a river, as it were, jumping from rock to rock, that there's not these long gaps for people to try to figure out how to get in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So we've got, we've tried to create some low-hanging fruit, some real social, just social, not theological, not Bible, not mm -hmm. growth groups, just places where people can reconnect. Because what I what I think is, is I think that the people that are re-emerging just need to lean in a little bit um, toward relationship because mm -hmm. I think that's going to be the hard part because we were told last year to stay away from one another. Right, yeah. Right. Like, like with We've death now, we counts. We trained ourselves. We trained ourselves yeah. to stay away mm -hmm. from each other. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, one of the things that we said in a leadership meeting is we've got to train the church again how to lean in. So we're, we're creating pathways for them. But I would say for every one of the members and anybody listening to us today, you got to lean in, you got to inquire, find a small group, find a smaller venue other than Sunday morning or Thursday mm -hmm. for you guys mm -hmm. to plug in and to really connect one-on-one. -on -one. And so yeah. that's what we're trying to do. So let's go there. Um, there are some reasons why people drift apart from each other, right? right? Some of it is just natural creep, like... I uh, got busy doing other things, so I am just, just not a part of my life anymore. But this last 16 months, man, it's been charged with a lot of reasons why people have disengaged from each other. Yeah, Things that we used to be able to put on the table or on the shelf and just kind of ignore, it's all got put into our face. Mm -hmm. And in our little community of text thread life, as you mentioned, there's all sorts of crazy conversations that happen. But... There's legitimate reasons now why people don't want to re-engage beyond the pandemic. Mm -hmm. They're about differences in ideology or politics yep. or different things along those lines. So in some ways, we need to learn a new skill set, civility. Like, how do we come back together and begin to have hard conversations? Mm -hmm. Like, what would you say to that? As a guy who, obviously, you're in the midst of it all. Yep. What would you say of it? I mean, so all of that to me is an indictment of the discipleship pathways that we've created and the <laughs> lack of real spiritual formation in church okay. because some of the ways that we've treated each other right yeah. so just because i disagree with you or disagree with your stance doesn't mean that i vilify you right doesn't right. mean that i'm justified in canceling you as it were right. mm -hmm. in this whole cancel culture and this whole thing so to me that is all an indictment of the church's long history i did my master's um project on discipleship and found that you know a number of a hundred i did a hundred churches in my research in la and none of them had a solid thought through, well-executed discipleship pathway. Large mm -hmm. churches, small churches, medium churches. Doesn't matter. The Great Commission yeah. it didn't exist. <laughs> it it, it, it was, wasn't a priority. Yeah. So we're, so then it, it, it sent me on a journey before I even got here in, yeah. at Beaverton, quite frankly, yeah. thinking through what does it mean to disciple 
a 21st century person. And yeah. and then we got caught up in all this and we found out, oh, wow, you the way right. you're responding is not what a mature Christian believer would do mm-hmm. or treat someone. Like, mm-hmm. like for instance, the Sermon on the Mount, yeah. apparently we skipped that. <laughs> we, we, we missed some of those things, you know. Yes, so yeah. yep. uh, um, I think for me, you know, it, it is the re-discipling of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and slowing down again to to figure out what are the first things of the church. So like for us, we're not creating a long menu of ministry again. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to figure out and stay really precise on the Great Commission because I think that has been what has ailed us more than yeah. anything else yeah. is just our discipleship failed us. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know if I answered the question. All no, you, you, no, you, you answered okay. it. I think you're right. We've <laughs> reaped what we've sown, yeah. you know, and there's a shallow Christianity to some regards yeah. that avoids really difficult issues. Yeah. We're so easily offended that we have ceased to have the ability to have civil conversations about difficult right. topics. And I, I think the second question ought to be asked, too, like the wise person or the perceptive person says, why does that offend me? Is there mm-hmm. something, what about that offends me, and then why does that offend me? And then really go down that hole and find out, oh, wow, like there's some bias in my heart, or there's what, right. whatever the issue is, and really do some discovery and bring that out before Jesus right. and, and allow right. that, instead of it to be a divisive tool, it could right. be a tool that helps us grow further as a community of faith together right. Right. to inquire mm-hmm. these things. But I also think, like you said, we've had core values in, that are unstated that was like, we don't want any disruption. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and the yeah. assumption that we all agree with everything, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. We we don't have to all agree. Yeah. We just have to all be agreeable. Right. Mm-hmm. Like be in relationship together. Like right. I've been married to Coco thirty three years. We do not agree <laughs> on most anything. We come she's about. She's usually right. But she's yeah. always right in her head. <laughs> a few times. Is she going to hear this podcast? Yep. I, oh, mean, I we'll don't know. See. So that's up to okay. you. you. Somebody's going to send her a link. I'm sure Ashley will. Oh um, yes. But but we don't agree. Yeah. But we find a way to compromise and right. and, and we is greater than me. Right. Mm-hmm. So 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 when I saw all of these exodus, you know, silent exodus, like uh-huh. you know, some people just disappeared. Some people went out loud, and other people went out quiet. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And but but at the same time I'm thinking, no, it doesn't have to be that way. Like we can actually come down to sit down at a table have coffee that was the hard part for me is that there were people that i did not know again four months right did not know did not and so we're in this polarized political environment the social environment the global pandemic isolated cut off Mm -hmm. and and people are thinking they know me and don't know me and we've never even had a cup of coffee Mm-hmm. And I'm like, can we at least talk so we can, so I can give you more than clickbait <laughs> for right. you to go off of? Right. You're gonna that, like me. I want to at least know why. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're gonna dislike me, let yeah. me at least represent myself it, correctly. It, it, yeah. Please, yeah. please, by all means. And so, yeah, yeah. That, that was, you said something earlier about um, wanting to go on a journey within your own soul about you know just recognizing maybe there's a reason why I'm triggered by these things. Yes, but that that necessitates humility means you have to be willing to look inside of yourself. Yeah. There there was a book, um, that, that was, that was written called immunity to change. And it deals with the science. And I think it was in my master's program. It deals with the brain and the science around why we resist change. Mm -hmm. And, and one of the things that, that, 
you know the brain and our body you know we try to establish security and you know the brain tries to make sense of the world and that right. type of thing and in order for there to be new learning there's an anxiety because you have to release what you formerly knew stay in this mm -hmm. middle space of anxiety because you yet to cross over to the new information fully right, right. and and i think that's what happened in in all that this was the the perfect storm for what we experienced mm -hmm. because every single thing we tried to hold on to and rely on was toppled. Yep. And, and one of my friends said all of the idols globally were mm -hmm. toppled by God in one yeah. moment. He used yeah. this occasion sure. um, to to allow us to see the futility of mm -hmm. what we made secure security in our life or whom mm -hmm. we've made saviors of. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, the way I see it play out with you is somebody says something that um, is it disagrees with the way you think about the world, right? right? And instead of your response being, you're wrong and you don't know what you're talking about, you may text me that later. But, no, <laughs> but, but, can you believe? Yeah, yeah. No, but for real, you lean in and you ask questions. Oh, yeah. You know, because that's an opportunity for you to learn something from them and them to learn something from you. And when and that to actually happens, have a conversation absolutely. instead of a one sided shouting match. right. Yeah. yeah. Nobody yeah. wants that. Nobody's going to learn anything from no. that. Yeah. No, I, I heard it said this once, um, one way, that I've never heard anyone argued into the kingdom of heaven. Right. You know? Like, I love that. I've never seen anybody sit down with somebody far from God and argue, argue their way to love Jesus. 100%. You know? Mm -hmm. um, and, and so if you take that same idea and apply it to difficult things that could right. break relationships, it's humility right. that allows us to go to the same table and say, teach me something. Well, I had a I had a, a law enforcement um, member of our church mm -hmm. want to have a conversation with me uh, about something I said or something I posted, and he said, "I thought we should have a conversation because I don't." And this is exactly how he started the conversation. <laughs> I don't like what you said, <laughs> and I was like, "Okay, would you like some cream with your <laughs> yeah, yeah, sugar yeah, with your coffee?" Yeah, yeah. And so we, but we yeah. sat down for an hour together. Yeah. We did not agree. We did not agree when we got up from the table. This is not a fairy tale ending. Yeah. We did not agree. Yeah. He didn't want to stay in the church, but he said he said these words. He said, "But you gave me so much to think about mm -hmm. that I hadn't heard before." And so, at, at the end of the day, I don't know if we all get to journey together. I don't know mm -hmm. if we all get to stay in the nice little kumbaya moments, <laughs> right? That maybe maybe that's maybe that's idealistic. Maybe that's a fairy tale. But at the end of the day, can we be mutually respectful of one another? Can we be honoring of one another's perspective? Mm -hmm. And can we just love one another? Now, we're not even talking about the world now. I'm mm -hmm. talking about the church. Yeah. I'm talking about those yeah. that are supposed to be distinctive <laughs> by the love they have for one, one another. another. So, yeah. yeah. But that was one of those moments where I said, okay, Lord, I don't want to superimpose my expectations on what these engagements will be. But I do want to make sure because what I control is my heart's posture. Yeah, I mm -hmm. want to be postured to learn, to receive. And even from the negative encounters, right. I want to learn something up from it. I want to carry it forward. How do you do that? Humility, um, uh, a lot of walks by myself, <laughs> and a lot of yelling out in the woods. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's just be honest. It's, it's. I mean, it, yeah. my hair fell out yeah. over that. You didn't have any. Detail. I didn't have any. I was gonna say you look the same. It, it's. It, it. It has been so. Yeah maddening at certain points yeah i think what 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 had really um disrupted me is those that were category or should be categorized as mature in the faith right mm. that i thought that i would be able to hang on to, yeah, to count, count on, on yeah. count on yeah were not that wow and mm -hmm. that was 
um, disappointing. Absolutely. That was disappointing. Absolutely. And and yet I'm in relationship like on our thread with I'm seeing I'm seeing people ask really important questions and say some, you know, things that aren't very wise <laughs> at times. But 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 again, they yeah. feel comfortable enough in community. Yeah. This this is a safe place yep. to ask the dumb question or to as Simon Sinek, Sinek would say, is to be the idiot in the room. Yeah. And I don't mind being an idiot in the room and asking yeah. the question, the dumb question. Well and the funny thing about that little group is it didn't start with that. No. That's not where we started. We started no. making fun of the Lakers and the Blazers. Like right. that was that was that, how it that started. Was, that was that, that is was, the that's genesis literally of it. how that's it started true. and it was that way for months until re- there was safety. Yeah. And all of a sudden we haven't talked about basketball in that thread. That's very in, true. At all in months. It's all it's racism, it's social justice, it's theology, it's will you pray for well, me? I'm will buying you, a house, pray well, for my yeah, wife and yeah, I. Yeah, you know, like we're some, my uncle just passed away from COVID. Like yeah. it's it's the real th- stuff. And like and I said, oh by the way, there there are so many differing opinions <laughs> about Everything, everything, including the Lakers and yeah. the Blazers, like right, <laughs> yeah. like everything, socially, yep. politically. Well, we agree on one thing: the Clippers are trash. But no, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. So true. Just kidding. But but legitimately, it is. Yeah. that is the case. Very. Well, hey, everybody, thanks for joining us. Be sure to visit b4church.org for more information. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, you can share it with your friends, you can even take a screenshot and share it on social media if you like. Tag us at B4Church. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.